I'm Junie Felix, and this is Moving Forward Tiny Habits for Successful Soul Care. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope and I pray that you and I can encourage one another to walk by faith and to live out of love instead of fear more and more every single day. What questions are you asking yourself about your life today? You know, life is filled with questions. And just this morning during my prayer time, I heard the Lord clearly say that my assignment for the day, my soul care assignment, is to journal out the questions that I'm asking. This is a fascinating thing. And the questions in our lives, they really do drive so many of our choices, our thoughts, our habits, our behaviors. And recently I ran into a video from one of my favorite YouTube channels, Ted Ed, and it's called Questions That No One Yet Knows the Answers To. It's about three minutes long, and it was put together by a curator named Chris Anderson. And ever since childhood, he has been fascinated with quirky questions that seem to have no answers. So we kicked off the series for the videos with the first question of how many universes are there? And the second question is why can't we see evidence of alien life? Now I'm going to go ahead and apologize to you right now because we are not going to dive into trying to answer those questions here. But I do love the idea of spending time thinking about the questions that no one knows the answers to. Now, at face values, that might seem like a waste of time, but I believe on a deeply personal, spiritual, and soul care level, if you and I spend this time discovering what questions we are asking ourselves all day long, it can lead to some unexpected breakthrough because it brings relief from the buildup of the tensions and the stress and the worries that you and I have learned to manage and even ignore because we just got to have we have to be so functional and so practical and with good reason those personal questions that are hiding deep inside the subconscious mind even that haven't been answered they're often the source the root of a great sadness and left all alone over the years and even the decades because we we can't seem to slow down and 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 receive courage from God to address and allow him to lead us to the answers, it causes us to wind up depressed and just afraid of all the uncertainties. So it might seem better not to slow down, but what if it's not better? Now, way back in 1895, H.G. Wells wrote about this very thing in the story of The Time Machine. It's a book that's inspired countless sci-fi spinoffs in every artistic medium. And you may be asking, why? Why are so many fascinated with this book and the whole concept of time travel? Well, I have an answer for that. I believe it's because of a deeply personal, unanswerable question that we all have. Two tiny words. What if? You know, when you think about how many universes are there and why can't we see evidence of alien life? Those are interesting questions, but they're not personal. That tiny two-word question that we're all asking for whatever reason, pretty much every day, what if? 
It creates a war within us. It sets our hearts and minds at war with one another behind the scenes every waking minute of the day. I can't tell you how many times I've had a listener call in or someone in a prayer group or a Bible study or even just a a professional conversation over lunch where I hear people saying, I believe this with my head, but my heart just won't agree. Because of that, what if question? What if I'd taken that other job? What if I'd not made that phone call? Or what if I did make the phone call? What if I'd not married this person? Or what if I'd never moved here or there? What if I decided to go (laughs) gluten-free or vegan? What if, what if? This is a tiny two-word question that affects you and me on such a deeply personal level. And it goes all the way back. Like, I've asked God, what if you decided not to put that terrible tree of temptation in the Garden of Eden? And um, since you did, why didn't you put a fence around it or a moat or some kind of American gladiator style, you know, American ninja warrior you know, obstacle course. So it would take longer. Adam and Eve would have more time to come to their senses. What if they did come to their senses? Now, yeah, lots of questions. But recently, I found myself kind of staggered by the realization that at the root of some of my deepest frustrations and and so many of my friends and loved ones was this one question. So I was watching the 2002 remake version of The Time Machine. There's so many versions of this movie out here, of this story out there. This one was on Amazon Prime. And in this adaptation, as well as with all the others that are taken directly from the book, the 19th century inventor, adventure, the 19th century inventor, he travels 800,000 years into the future trying to answer his one question. And the question that he's asking is, why can't he use his time machine to save the woman he loves from death? So as he was examining the what if questions to why the love of his life was was murdered by a mugger, he created the time machine. And so he asked the question, why can't I use my time machine to save her? He attempts several times to go back and change the past with no success. Then he just decides, you know, I'm going to travel into the future to see if maybe my answer is there somewhere. And I'll tell you what, he gets there 800,000 years into the future. He finds his answer. But it's not to the question that drove his life beginning that day when he lost his love. And the answer is that you cannot manufacture any devices or strategies. You know, I love a good strategy. I love a good schematic. You can't manufacture any devices or ideas that will change the past. Like the time machine, it worked. But the reason he created the machine was to go back and prevent the greatest sorrow of his life. And for most of us, our what-if questions are related to the deepest regrets and sadness of our lives. But just like this inventor, as we sit here on the other side of those experiences, many of them even traumatic, we've become someone who we never could have imagined. You and I have designed strategies because we're so creative, right? We're made in the image of God. You and I have designed strategies and ways of being and coping that have helped us to survive our tragedies and our greatest regrets. 
We've grown wiser, oh, I pray wiser, and stronger, more faithful than we'd ever imagined we could be. We have friendships, relationships, professional decisions that were all made in relation to those events that turned our lives into a direction that we'd never planned or expected. There's always something to celebrate when it comes to surviving hardship, whether it's a medical scare or a relationship that imploded or exploded, or even a wildfire, natural disasters. Surviving brings unexpected strength, new wisdom, new relationships, and even new opportunities if we look at the fact that we are here now with the right perspective, God's perspective. So what if? It's a question that if you're asking it about your past, it's going to consume the present moment and accomplish nothing really besides tempting you to respond in an unhealthy way. If you're just rolling it around over and over again, like, you know, the old, what are they, LPs that just a broken record repeating that thing over and over. And the reason that it's so unhealthy is because no human has the answer to the what if questions about your past. Only God has those answers. But I challenge you today. These are tiny habits for successful soul care. Take that tiny question. What if? And aim it toward the good future that you'd love to experience, the good future that God wants you to experience, the abundant life kind of future. And if you aim that question toward the future, you're going to gain the opportunity to make a tiny choice toward that outcome that's good. You can never change the past, but you can always design a better future with every tiny choice you make right now. Now, of course, There's going to be things that affect your future that you have no control over. Relationships, natural disasters, you name it. But you can choose to respond in ways that give you some peace about what's to come, even though there's so much that we don't know. What if you decide to always respond in faith? One of my favorite scriptures about this is in the book of Deuteronomy, Old Testament here. It says, today, I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now, I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Now, this is Moses speaking to the people of God. He says, oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. And this is not just about survival. This is about abundant life. This is about thrival. As my friend, Dr. Epperson says, not just survival but thriving, enjoying the abundant life that comes from living out your faith from a dedicated heart. What if you become the person that chooses to respond in faith and you walk out that decision with all your heart? You'll become predictable in all the best ways. You'll be the one who's reliable, humble, loyal, kind, trustworthy, dependable, and faithful in the story. And you will change the world for good, one tiny choice at a time. That's the thing. That's the beauty of what God has done here with free will. We have a choice. We can never choose the consequences of our choices. You know, it's exactly like that tree in the center of the garden, except if you think of what if as your tiny time machine into the future. I do hope that you'll join me in doing my homework assignment that the Lord gave me this morning, journaling out the questions that I'm asking deep within, because he revealed to me that if you and I don't take the time to do this, that even when he does give us the answers, we're not going to understand what he's saying because we don't know the questions that we're asking. So please, please join me in that. And I'd love to hear from you. Please find me on Instagram. And thank you so much for listening today. I invite you to stop by juniefelix.com for a free download of one of 
of my event bestsellers. It's called The Gift of Sorrow. It's a simple strategy for grieving forward. And also, you'll receive updates on the release of my soon coming project called You Are Worth the Work, Moving Forward from Trauma to Faith.